Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. So follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for free 99. Last week was an experiment. We're going to do the main show and then a kind of mini show after that. We're going to kind of pick some lines and things of that nature. We're going to do both shows today. We're going to have a guest. It's going to be fun. We're having a guest on. I didn't do this on purpose, for the record. I know you guys say, oh, you had Cam on when Texas won. Florida wins a big powerhouse game. Da, 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 da. No, I did not mean to have Justin Nuggets Florida one. It's not why he's here. But it is Justin, three first podcast. Say what's up, Justin. Look, Florida beat Tennessee. I'm happy. It, it, get, Are you? This is, this, is where, this is where I am as a Florida fan, and this should tell you how far Florida has fallen from grace. You give me one of the three, I'm happy. The three being Tennessee, Georgia, Florida State. You give me when one of those When is the last three. time y'all lost to them in Gainesville? I was in high school. Okay. So that's a, that. I promise you we're going to get back to college football. We're going to talk about it. We're going to deal with his happiness. Um, but I don't want to start there. That's It's weird because I do this podcast on like midweek. And by the time I'm doing it, the world's on to the Thursday night game. The world's on to what happened on Sunday. I'm excited to talk about Saturday. That's my Sunday. Sunday for me is like a power down because I don't have no one of these teams. You cheer for the Titans because you hate yourself. I, I walked away a couple years ago from the Falcons, and I've never been happier. I get my 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 peaks on Saturday, and Sunday is like methadone of football. Oh, it, it's like I tell my it's like I tell my little brother. I refuse to let Titans steal my joy. I know what I'm the, getting into when bro, they're on my screen, bro. Why would I let the Falcons ruin a good weekend? Why would I? Why would I continue to do that my entire life? On the heels of back-to-back national titles, I'm gonna let the Falcons fuck up my weekend? No, sir. No. Exactly. Couldn't be your boy. Exactly. So that, that that's where I'm with the like it it is it is a healthy level of detachment. I can watch them and appreciate football being played, but I have no emotional investment because I know they're going to break my heart or disappoint me or embarrass me or a combination of all three. So now that I've accepted that that's just who they are, they, they had the audacity to get upset when a local Tennessee paper said they're going to win four games this year. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's accurate. That's, that's actually right. being generous. Um, I didn't have them beating the Chargers, but I keep forgetting the Chargers are cursed and they're not. Oh, we're going to talk about Brandon Staley. Did you hear Brandon Staley's press conference? I did not hear Brandon Staley's press conference. I'll give you you a dramatic reenactment when we get there. I'm very excited for you guys. Uh, We're going to start this with Phil Mickelson. I know you guys are like, well, Phil Mickelson, Deep Palm, what are you doing? Phil Mickelson. Because for years, I made jokes about Phil Mickelson's gambling addiction. And for years, they were jokes. And then... Phil gives that coked out statement as to why he's joining Live, which is clearly like they've come for my money. <laughs> and, and now there's a book that came out from professional gambler Billy Walters alleging that Mickelson bet more than $1 billion on football, basketball, and baseball over the last 30 years. On Monday, he released a statement on social media. Have you heard about this statement? Have you read this statement? I have not. This is wonderful. I'm going to pull up Twitter.com. I would say X.com, but X.com is a website. Twitter.com is. Get your shit together. Um, Phil Nicholson, I'm oh, not going to read the whole thing because he wrote way too much. He paid for the uh, extendo, the extendo clip on this uh, tweet. On this tweet, um, but part of it is most of you will enjoy this football season with moderation, while having lots of fun and entertainment. The fantasy leagues will provide banter amongst friends, and money won or lost betting won't affect you. 
I won't be betting this year because I crossed the line of moderation into addiction, which isn't any fun at all. The money wasn't ever an issue since our financial security had never been threatened, but I was so distracted, I wasn't able to be present with the ones I love and cause a lot of harm. This lack of presence has been so hurtful. Can I translate that for everyone who's may not have been around some scammers in a lifetime? Um, <laughs> he's Please definitely do. gambling. He's definitely gambling. <laughs> it hasn't been a good three weeks. And he, uh, like, it's the guy who's like, it's the guy who walks into the party and says, I am not here to cheat on my wife. Like, well, no one thought, why would you? I don't understand. Like, that's what just happened. You're like, Phil, no one thought. When people started thinking about football, no one was like, I bet Phil Mickelson's gambling until this moment. This moment. He continued in the statement, it's affected those I care about in ways I wasn't aware of or couldn't fully understand. It's like a hurricane is going on outside and I'm isolated in his shelter, which for the record, makes it sound peaceful. He compared his life to a hurricane and gambling as a shelter. When I, when I like, who read this for him? Some because it's somebody crafted yeah. this statement and said this is a good idea. This will get the people this. on your side. This is further proof I don't prepare for this podcast. I wasn't ready for that. Anyway, that hold on. <laughs> like this is laughing because you can hear me. I've got tears in my eyes. Like what? What? And now I'm like, oh, our financial security was never threatened. Which translates to, it was definitely threatened. Our way of life was at serious risk. Think about every gambler that you know. Did they ever stop because they lost the love of their family? No, they stopped because they ran out of fucking money. Deepal, all of this is in the past tense. I guarantee you, this is happening now. This nigga is gambling today. This nigga is, oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I should have prepped better. I wasn't ready. He's gonna, he's gonna fire up. Like, that I was ready to laugh Thursday at the democracy and the lies. Oh my god. Yo, he's Justin, going this is another situation. We talked about this with your former coach, Urban Meyer. Wouldn't you be happier just admitting who you are? Wouldn't that be a weight off your shoulders? Wouldn't you sleep better at night, like not having to lie to everyone you interact with about who you are and why you got there? When your brand is sanctimony, you have to keep up the act. But it's, he's, he's, the gambling jokes have been jokes. For, I didn't make them up. They've been jokes for years. Why? Okay, sure. Phil, um, I remind you this. This is running like in the face of live, in the face of all the gambling money that's hit sports. Like, it's very weird that he's, I don't know. The whole thing is weird. I'm one of those like old people now, I guess, who's stuck on the fact that gambling is just hand in hand with sports now, and I, there's nothing we can do about it. But like, Phil Mickelson lost losing a billion dollars or putting a billion dollars at risk is essentially ten of those pilots losing F-35s this weekend. <laughs> yeah. For the for those who don't know the story, I'm gonna give a quick, pun intended, thirty thousand foot view of this. A pilot in South Carolina who I assume was looking for the shock dispenser and hit the ejector seat was flung out of an F-35 and then the Air Force had to put up a, uh, a call number because they couldn't find their plane. I know some of you are thinking, hey, that's good news. It's a stealth airplane and we couldn't find it. That's quality in action. I would recommend you 
Google F35. Maybe include the word boondoggle. Because <laughs> that entire flight system has been an expensive mistake. And now it's an expensive, embarrassing mistake. Because you know, like those Chinese balloons, which they got mad about, but they're still up there. Someone was watching their balloon game and like, you won't believe what I just saw. Yes. This guy ejected and watched $100 million just skeet into the horizon. And had to tell his commanding officers, like, the good news is I'm okay. <laughs> I know what you're super concerned about. I'm fine. However, that, that $100 million boondoggle you call a plane? Yeah. Um, ah, funny story. Well, hey, if jets are good for nothing else, they're good for wasting hundreds of millions of dollars. Hey, Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, um, before we get into like more of the stories that we can, I do want to talk about the death of a uh, football coach for Dartmouth University. Buddy Tevens passed away, I believe, it was two days ago now. Um, he was 66. Of no relation, Rick Barnes just got an extension at Tennessee, and he's 69 years old. Buddy Tevens died at 66. Um, he lost a leg in a biking accident. In March, never fully recovered. Uh, for those who don't know, Dartmouth football, um, he came in and became the coach there, I think, for a second stint in 06. He was featured on, I believe it was Real Sports, where they were doing the thing where there's no tack tackling at practice. They had dummies on um, predetermined angles, and that's how he trained his team. Everyone said it wouldn't work, and that year they won the Ivies. Um, Buddy Stevens, from guys I know who played for him, from guys I know who were recruited by him, he was one of the good guys in college football. And, uh, yeah, we're worse for his loss. Speaking of worse for losses, Justin, I'm going to clear out here and let you bitch about your WNBA basketball team. My God. Deep on can't see this. I just took off my glasses. That was the most frustrating. My friends, frustrating. that's called knowing your guest. That's called knowing what's going to get you. <laughs> no problem, like, okay. I just write down shit I'm going to do. <laughs> Context. Washington, Washington Mystics played the New York Liberty 2-7 WNBA uh, playoffs. Open, to Great open game. the season. Great game two. To open the season, the Mystics housed the Liberty because they have the brilliant idea of we are going to let Sabrina Inesco take all the shots she wants because that makes New York a worse team. Sabrina Inesco took all the shots she wanted. John Cole Jones almost fought her game one. And we housed about like 30. It was great. It was amazing to watch. I was like, yeah, okay, this is going to work. It was the kickoff of the, the super team era. It was you guys repudiating, like, you can just put together this talent and win. Right. And so the, the way the Mystics play is they grind everything down to a screeching halt. They play 40 minutes of physical basketball, and they make it hell for everybody involved. So New York, that happened. We played them again in New York. We're up 20 on them until Shakira Austin breaks her hip, and we lose. Then the whole other team gets injured. Brittany Sykes is the only player on that team that hadn't been injured all year. Whatever, we get back to the playoffs. We lose a close-ish game one. It The score looks inflated at the end because Brunesco took like three threes at the end when the game was already decided because she has to inflate her numbers. If you can't tell, I'm not the biggest Brunesco fan. Whatever. I was going to let the listeners figure that one out on their own. <laughs> um. Game two happens. Natasha Cloud says, okay, yeah, I will take the responsibility of shutting her down. Sabrina Nescu scored one shot guarded by Natasha Cloud last night. 
what also happened, they had over 60 points in the paint. If you're wondering why that happened, it's because their premier big is Elena Deladon, who's had three back surgeries at this point. So okay, that was so you watch you've watched them a lot more than I have. I got to see them once this season um, when they came to Atlanta. Is that just kind of like a is she is she is she writing the career achievement thing because it does feel like they want to run all that, a lot of that team through her and it just feels like she's not there. We can run the team through her when Shakira Austin exists because Shakira Austin takes the defensive pressure off of her and she can be Tim Duncan 2015 2016 where it's I stand here you get me the ball it's going in the hoop right. If I don't have to play hard defense, I could do all of those things. Because it frees her up. So, I got you. Yeah, because we didn't. Not just a physicality Austin. age thing with her, right? Exactly. Like she's still, when we don't have to rely on her to do everything, and she can just focus on the one thing, just putting the ball in the basket. She's great at that at this point in her career. If we have to ask her to guard Brianna Stewart, contain John Quill Jones, and get her own shots, one of those three things isn't happening. Yeah. So down the stretch though, I thought it was a really poorly handled was it is it coach like is it just coaching or just not having been there before? What was it? It's coaching. Okay. It it is coach. So our coach is the son of the old coach. That's how he got this job. Oh no. no. So the Uh, Nep Scott (laughs) Scott Brooks. If Wait, is it Scott Brooks' kid? No, it's uh, Eric Tebow's kid or Mike Tebow's kid. But if you ever like, if you watch the Mystics, you'll see when he gets in like panic situations, his go-to is I will give my best player the ball, isolate, and let them figure it out. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before. This is the Scott Brooks special. Can I be real and though? Sometime, yeah. As a dream season ticket holder, I kind of want to see some more of that shit with my squad. Like, you have the why we're not? Problem. What? Oh yeah. Why are we running things with Ryan Howard? Will we want to run that? No, no, no. Bad coach. Run everything through Ryan Howard. <laughs> things didn't go well here. Things wired out there Howard. Everyone else, like, it's like an entire season. An entire yeah. season of going to these games, of watching them be like, oh, we're going to run the first quarter through Ryan Howard, or maybe the third. And then she drops like 12 or 14 and a quarter, and then she doesn't score for 12 minutes. You're like, well, what just happened here? What did I miss? Did she offend someone? Is there a fight? I love I love um, Parker. Yes. She, she can't. She's shown. No, she cannot. No, she, she cannot. Can't. We've, like, I, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I may be a football be nerd, but I'm a basketball three. fan. I know what I'm seeing. Yeah, she can be your number three. She's a great third option. She can't be the lynch. It's a, it's a structural issue right now. And then to make more of it, the wings had, I think it was, let's see, I, I, I had the stat in front of me, but maybe physically ill. Um, bear with me one second here. I think they had 11 players in 20 in, in double digits. Yes. They said, like, that's ridiculous. A, a league record. That's ridiculous. That's, the, if you're, if you're a dream fan, the worst part about that series, every one of those games is winnable. That's a because so like Satu Sabali notwithstanding, the dream had no answer for Alicia Gray. None. None. Whatsoever. And Alicia Gray is at her best, not when she's creating for herself, but when the, the fear of her creating for herself frees up everyone around her. And you could see that. They were terrified of Alicia Gray. Like I was watching some possession where Ryan Howard is like by herself in a corner, and I'm like, What? I 
could be. Bad. Like the fact that, yo, it happening is fine. The fact that a team feels comfortable enough to acknowledge it and not fucking cover her. Arika, oh, there's one possession. Like, th- this sticks out to me. Arika Ngulawale sees Ryan Howard cutting and says, oh, I don't have to cut. I'm not, I don't have to cover her because they're not going to get her the ball. They're not going to do the smart Gray. basketball thing. <laughs> they just trap Gray, force a turnover, and I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is not. Okay. All right. Of course, all that goes out the window when they play Washington. It is the Ryan Howard show. I, like, I don't know we, what that is. I don't know if our coach hates Washington. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> But every time we went, I'm like, oh, we know Ryan's going to get her numbers. Like, I don't know how this game's going to end, but they're not going to stop feeding her. She's going to stop demanding it. No. And I'd like to see her continue demanding it. We have not spoken yeah. since USA basketball fell short. We have not. Um, there are a lot of ways to take this. I think that viewing it as an opportunity is a real – that's what I'm trying to do. It's what my heart wants to do. But I'm really not happy. Like, I really don't like losing. I don't like losing on big stages. I don't like losing to, I believe, the winning German squad with Dennis Schroeder and one of those kids from uh, the, the the brothers from the Magic. Like, what's happening? Uh, what's happening is Bobby Portis started on the American team. That's what happened. If this is what it takes to get me one more, like, we finna whoop somebody's ass squads for Paris. Like, that's okay. I'll, I'll sacrifice people for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you, you saw what happened. LeBron James saw Dylan Brooks drop 40 on America and said, no, it can't be this. This nigga caught up the Avengers signal. He was like, guess what? Getting the band back together. And you know what? Old-ass LeBron, old-ass Kevin Durant, and old-ass Steph Curry would win gold. Dog. Have you watched the Redeem Team documentary? Or you watched LeBron like really make the leap as a player because he watched Kobe all summer? Yes. Dog, let him go be Kobe. Let him let him go be the 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 dog who runs things. And then when you really need something, he turns it on. And you remind how great he is. Like let this be. Like this is. I'm. I said this on the podcast with Cam last week. I don't talk to people about their favorite football player, or basketball player anymore. I don't have the LeBron Jordan debates anymore because they get too emotional. I am 38 years old. I should be Michael Jordan's best thing I ever saw. You can find my childhood. Da, da, da. Uh, media was smaller. It was a smaller fishbowl. He was the biggest fish in it. I get it. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player on the earth. <laughs> and if he can cap it off with like another resuscitation of USA basketball, which would be twice in his career, for the record. I don't see... I know what we're doing because, again, it's all economics and they've paid for the commercial slots so they have to shoot the television shows to fill them. I get that. But you at home, listener, you don't have to have these conversations anymore. If someone says, I'll tell you why Michael Jordan's the best, you can put on niggas hollering from Little Brother's last album and just let them scream. Like, that's all you should do. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a great album, too. It's a great Oh, it's it's. I call it mortgage rap because you can hear the, the housing payments. You can hear the equity. You can, this man has bills that aren't avoidable. Um, did you watch Winning Time on HBO? Yes, I did, and I okay. I haven't I seen am. the finale yet. They run the finale. Okay. I do want to whine about the cancellation. Well, okay, you know history, so you know how the finale. Like you know how. Which it is ends, for the, you know for the record, it's been fun for me because I do know history. Susan has no point of reference. Oh wow. 
So every week is a surprise to her. And I'm like, this is fantastic. This is how we should do all sports. I should be able to yes. pop in two seasons of something and explain to Matthew in a few years who the, the Lakers were in the 80s. Oh, man. The like, watching her figure out how the Lakers got built. Like, when she's like, wait, they weren't like this. I'm like, no, baby. Like, this was a, this was a microwave dynasty in the 80s from a rich psychopath like one of my friends is a lakers fan he said the last time we saw dr bus he was he had two girls on either arm and holding a scotch older than both of them Jesus Christ. i was like well that's that is a colorful and most likely accurate depiction my friend's smarter than me and funnier than me too but not inaccurate no 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 i, I didn't challenge the veracity of the claim i'm just like that's wildly specific That's that was some high level television, man. And the fact that it is, it is being canceled with that season, dog. Like fact, when I realized that when I realized what the finale was going to be, I was like, okay, season three is going to be a smoker, and they're like canceled. Yeah. Like, no, you bastards! I felt so upset. Like, can you imagine season season three, four, season five means we get Isaiah season five, which no, you can see, dog. When the compression timelines. You get Isaiah, Isaiah next season. Fair. You get you get you get season four all about the burdens of Jordan. Oh, that, yep. Like we could have done something. Adrian Brody out here acting his ass off. John C. Riley bringing it. The young man playing Magic. Oh, he's he's so good. Is this his first role? His first major role. Dog, man, cast him whatever you got, man. Yeah, no, nah, he's good. He's he hit really the magic good. charisma, which is super tough to do, and that everyone's tried to do it since Magic Johnson. <laughs> and no there one have, succeeded. Tell me something interesting there, about James Harden. I'll wait. There is maybe one athlete in our lifetime that has captured the charisma of a Magic Johnson. I would. The I'm, current coach of Colorado. We're going to get to him. God damn it. From, you know, from he, he, I got standpoint. one thing before him. One thing before Colorado. I want to talk about Shohei Otani. And if you've been listening to this podcast, see at the majors. Oh, this no. is a pro Shohei space. God damn it! And the Angels broke him. How dare you? You were handed a literal angel, and you broke it, and you <laughs> misused him, and now he's cleaning out his goddamn locker, and he's gonna be a Yankee. I hope you're happy. Oh. I was about to say, to quote my father, he's going to look so good in pinstripes. You motherfuckers. You're going <laughs> to trade him. So he, uh, it's, a, it's a Tommy John's, it's the UCL. They're not calling it Tommy John, which I think is some pretty good death maneuvering for his agent to, like, please sign this man. Um, but it's also like, come sign God. So, I mean, yeah, someone's <laughs> going to give him money. He'll be back just hitting in 2024, which, as you remind, he led the AL. He was tied to the AL in home runs when he got hurt. And he'll still be back to pitching in 2025, which he led the AL in that before he got hurt. So, yeah, you sign the man. I, the, you, mm, mm. To contextualize there will be a 30 this. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just to contextualize this, the man leading in hitting and in pitching categories, you can't even do that shit on the show. Dog, and y'all niggas couldn't win nothing with it. Nothing. They had him, and they had, they've had they had the two of the best players 
since I need someone Aaron to prove Bonds that to me. Mike Trout is vaporware. I've never seen evidence Mike <laughs> Trout's a real thing. I don't believe it. I told you we were going there with Sale there next. We go to Boulder, Colorado, which took up the entirety of the college football space. You think I'm kidding? I am not. They were packed 12 after dark in ESPN, which meant that game day was going to be coming from there, which for the record meant that the drinking started in Boulder, Colorado at approximately 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, drinking. Uh, fucking Big Noon Saturday was there. McAfee Show was there. Stephen A. Smith was there. The Rock was on the sideline. And when the toe met leather, what did we get? A lot of mess. Because say what you will. Like we can talk. I talked about on the little solo show last week how much I did not like the uh, commentary by the head coach for Colorado State, Norvell. The things he was kind of intimating about Dion. Dion went ahead and made it personal and did all the turned it into pro wrestling. Fucking just mwah, beautiful mic work. Uh, getting call and response shit from people. Like it was wonderful. He is a showman of the highest order. But he almost lost to Colorado State. And the skill position is there. Like the skill, the outside stuff's there. It's the interior where you got questions. The interior where you got problems. And everyone out there who's what? listening to this who's mad about the Travis Hunter hit, first of all, welcome to college football. I'm you haven't been watching before now, that's fine. Dion got you here. You want to know what's gonna happen to that kid who hit Travis Hunter? The answer is nothing. These are children. They're not getting paid. You can't find him. What, what, there was no, he wasn't ejected on the field. It was a dirty hit, 15 yards. And people are like, well, that's a, that's football. Justin, we're, I told this story to my friends over text. He didn't react, so I don't know how he took it. So I'm telling the podcast, you guys can judge me or not. We're playing, I think it was Duquesne, my junior year. And Duquesne had a kid, a left uh, uh, defensive tackle, three technique, who was very good. I remember watching film be like, well, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the left tackle, and their end was, he was fine, but he looked better because he was next to the tackle. And first play of the Duquesne game, I'm like, yo, I'm going to have a long day at the office if I can't slow this motherfucker down a little bit. First play of the game, it was run to the right side. We're on the left side. I My tackle stood them up, and I dove at his knees. It's some dirty shit. But guess what, Justin? He was awfully slow that afternoon. Taking someone out is a viable strategy. Like that's how that's why we talk about when I talk about the level of depth at these schools. It's not me saying depth because kids get tired and they're coming in and out. That is a part of it, but also it's the fact that you're gonna get hurt playing the sport. There is no safe cigarette with this sport. It does not exist. So the Travis Hunter thing, while reprehensible and while disgusting and while something I would not ever champion or celebrate, it happened. And for those who are like, oh, he's going to be back in three or four weeks, lacerated liver is not three or four weeks, Justin. They're going to try because we both know how this football machine works. They're going to try. Will they succeed? No, but they're going to try. The selling point on Dion from people telling me is that he has – found a way to subvert the machine to make it work for the kids. And if the machine's still putting a kid out there who has no ability to collectively bargain for his own safety and prey upon his desire to compete, to prey upon his need to be out there for his teammates that you've built into him in some games that are quite frankly impossible to win. 
They cannot beat Oregon. I give give a fuck. You're hating. Dog, they're about to get their shit kicked in by Oregon. There is no way you watched that offensive line against Colorado State and think that Colorado has a chance against Oregon, against USC, against anyone with competent, not good, competent. Travis Hunter, take your ass to training, get ready for the draft. I don't know if you're a sophomore junior, you should never play another snap of college football. What are we doing? I, I, I want to go back to something you said, though, about people saying that Dion has subverted the machine to work for the kids. Right. How? Thank you. How? Like, I, I want someone to explain that to me, because what Dion has done is he's made the machine work for Dion. Everything Deion Sanders has done the, from, go ahead. from, at, from Jackson it. State to now has all been in service of Deion Sir Sanders. Sir, from Prime Prep. I will say Prime Prep every day on this fucking, every week on this podcast until everyone remembers what he did with that school. Your Bishop Sycamore at, just replace it with Prime Prep and tell me how different it is. I'll wait. Oh, the difference is Deion Sanders. Again, the most charismatic <laughs> athlete we've had since Magic Johnson. And I cannot wait for Magic to tear down FedEx Field. I just can't wait for him to get that garbage dump out of my state. And, like, it's wild to me what they've done in such a quick amount of time in Colorado. Because when I try to explain it to someone this week, it's like they've created a perfect machine because they're going to lose Oregon. They're going to lose Oregon. But, Justin, this is a, this is a system, this is a machine that runs on haters. And what do losers, losses create? More haters. Even losing is more fuel for his machine. Yes. It's kind of brilliant. As you taught me before, everything is wrestling. Dog? Everything is wrestling. It's when about getting over, man, role, and he's getting over. Yes. But you know who wanted him to win more than even Dion wanted him? You know who needed Dion to win even more than Dion needed it? The Florida State Seminoles. Oh, buddy. <laughs> because, like, yes, Mike Norvell should be very excited that his team's doing well. But make no mistake about it. It's a race to see which job falls apart fat first for Dion to take. Because there's no way he does two years at Colorado. He may do a year. He may do two. He ain't doing two years in a month. How about that? Just look and at Jackson State. Like, Colorado should choose. He asked themselves, if he left Jackson State, why wouldn't he leave you? They, dog, they know. They're not, they're not doing, if they thought he was staying, they would have slow rolled this whole thing. They know what it is. Like, that's the thing about Colorado is they know what it is. Where he goes next, we'll assume that they are a destination, and that's where the rubber's going to be the fucking road. They're going to let this saving shit keep falling apart. We'll oh, talk about saving in a second. Let's save and shit keep a, falling apart. It will be a cold day in hell before the Alabama Justin, booster class. Justin, he's already doing Deion the Affleck Sanders. commercials. He's already doing the Affleck commercials. And that's, here's how you know. That's fine. 
here's how you know they're saying it because Saban went on to say today on his radio uh, media appearances that Deion Sanders is a great coach. The athletic director may want Dion. We'll see. He can't sell that to his boosters. Ah, you don't. You'd be amazed. We can sell these white folks and go winning. Uh, fucking uh, Bear <laughs> Bryant sold them desegregation, baby. Bear, hey man. Bear Bryant sold them niggas. Bear Bryant said, "We can be racist or we can be oh, good we at can football. Win. We we cannot be both." And, and once again, things? the good folks out there, nigga, they crushed UAB's program because it threatened Alabama. Remember that? The shit they won't say more about. And I'll, let them, let them, let them lose four games this year. Let them lose to Sark and Lane Kiffin. Oh, he's losing to one of them this year. He already lost to one of them. Sorry, Sark's I mean he's losing to Lane Kiffin. I mean he's losing Sark's to Lane in Texas. Kiffin. He already lost yeah. to one idiot son. <laughs> I keep forgetting Sark is in Texas. Everyone does. It's it's like trying to keep track. It's like put a bell on him. Um, we're going to talk about Bama and all the weird things there, but we're going to go around the country first. We're going to start in the Big Ten. Off the field edition. Last week, the Mel Tucker news broke. What Mel Tucker news? First of all, weird question. Second of all, Mel Tucker um, is being accused of non-consensual sexual activity with a woman who he brought in to discuss rape and sexual assault with his uh, football team. So far, so good. You all understand where that came from. They then claim uh, that this is according to Mel Tucker, that they engaged in a relationship. He engaged in a relationship as the the head coach of Michigan State football, making $90 million guaranteed. He decided to enter in a consensual, in his words, relationship with this woman whose entire background is sexual assault survivors and was a vendor of the school. This is me going off of the most generous reading. Let's say Mel Tucker's letter is true. You're fired, buddy. You are, let's say everything that he admitted to in that lawyer letter is true. You're fucking fired. With no money. Are you fucking serious? Gentlemen, listening to this podcast, you may say, well, if it was consensual, what's the problem? You're an idiot. Not a good question. You're an idiot. Power dynamics exist for a reason. Um, the ability to consent to someone who has power over you does not exist. And once he admitted that, I don't know why the rest of her talk. She, her claims that, that if he not consensually masturbated on a phone call, that's horrible. And it's probably true. But Mel already admitted to a relationship. At least the rest of the cops, guys. Michigan State can fire you for cause. Thanks for coming out. I had one of my friends say, well, he must have some sort of evidence proving it's consensual. I go, sir, he's dumb enough to do this and then admit to it. You think he's smart enough to tell his lawyers the entire truth? And that's the scary part. The why did Michigan, why is Michigan State firing him for cause? They don't want that magic word, discovery. Fuck that. He told them what he did in a legal paper and then released it to the public. Right, right. So that's what he admitted to. Imagine the stuff he isn't. 
No, no, that's still going to happen because I think she's still suing him. Oh, well, then, yeah, never mind. You can't avoid Discovery. No, he's Discovery is coming. The school was like, oh, word, you admitted it in public? Cool. <laughs> so we're out of here. But everyone's like, why would he lie? I'm like, because there's $80 million on the line. They owe him 80 As big as you think the buyout for old buddy A&M is, it's bigger for Mel Tucker. And they don't have Saudi oil money to launder. Allegedly. <laughs> I feel like I should start mixing allegedly when I make the Saudi jokes about A&M. Just for me, I feel like it's safest. So, allegedly. Alleged, wink, allegedly. wink. Nudge, fucking nudge. Michigan State got their heads kicked in by Washington 41-7 to this past weekend. Michael Penix might be that dude. Maybe, just maybe. I didn't realize what I was watching until I was watching it. And, oh, buddy, Michael Penix might be that dude. <laughs> It's a shame that he's going to look human against USC because the talent gap is going to kick in. It, I don't know. That is, a, and I hate the, I, I hate cliches, and I really hate using them in describing football players. He's got a live arm, bro. It is a cannon. It's it's a that thing is a registered weapon of the state. Just so you know, on Saturday he was twenty-seven of thirty-five for four seventy-three, four touchdowns, averaging thirteen point five yards, an attempt. That's your favorite absurd. NFL quarterback could never. That's absurd. That's unfair quarterbackery. For a conference that will not exist next year. <laughs> um, I have worse news now, actually. Uh, Brian Ferentz is watching our tweets, guys. Uh, Brian Ferentz, you may not know, is the offensive coordinator, son of the coach, Kirk Ferentz, at the, Was- the Iowa Hawkeyes. Excuse me. I want to make sure I get this proper here. I don't want to step on anyone's toes or lie about anyone. Your 25th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, who have to score 25 points a game for Brian Ferentz to get to hit a bonus, but also kind of keep his fucking job. He's also getting uh, bonused out for any points that are scored that are not offensive. So the first few games <laughs> of the week of the year, he did not hit the 25 number. However, they scored in the waning seconds of a 41-10 win over West Michigan because he knew, hey, got to pad these stats somehow. He had 41 points puts them 16 above the line. <laughs> he was five under before, puts him at a plus 11 right now. I'm watching this because I want to see what they don't do when he doesn't hit it. Because Penn State, you're not going to hit 25. Michigan State, eh, maybe. Purdue, probably not. Wisconsin, probably not. Like, a lot of these are the fact that it's Big Ten rock fights. But also, like, they put together a committee of former players to review the Iowa school, Iowa athletic department, the football team. And they came to Kirk Ferentz with what they suggested he should do to get morale back up and turn the program around. The group came back and said to him, Justin, you should fire yourself. He then disbanded the group and thanked them for their service. Like, this is the guy who had to fire, who was forced to fire a racist strength and conditioning coach. Like, he's not going to fire his son for you people, for you nobodies. What are you, crazy? No, 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 no. No, that's, that's. I was not aware of the committee. That just makes this whole it's endeavor. It's so funny and stupid and gross. Um, but, yeah, last week was a weird week in college football. Uh, Clemson, hmm, uh, FSU barely squeaking out against uh, 
was it BC? Like it just wasn't a fun weekend of football, but it also leads up into SEC's last weekend, which we'll talk about some other schools in a second. But Justin, um, can you explain to the uninitiated what happens when Nick Saban is telling jokes in season? <laughs> For those of you who didn't hear, like Nick Saban went on his like radio uh, availability this week. It was our last week, excuse me, God. And was talking to Pee Wee, and Pee Wee was like, you know, Pee Wee said we can't block up the middle, and they say we can't uh, run the ball. Da, da, da. Like when Nick Saban's like doing bits, he hates his team, hates them. And when you watched on Saturday, he had to hate them more. So Saturday was a lot of rain. Alabama played three quarterbacks. They played USF in Tampa in the house that I believe is being called the house that Trick uh, Dilfer built. More on him in a second. Um, can you guess the leading passer for the game for either team? I'm going to guess because I know he pulled the starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's not the receiver for UAB, is it for a USF? Oh no, it's, it? it's the USF quarterback who I want to just. Re I'm not going to give any editorial. He's a freshman. From Charlotte, starting for them, I uh, believe his name is, give me one second here, Byron Brown. Seems like a nice young man. He threw for 87 yards in a pick, and that was the most passing yards on that field. Florida A&M put up a better offensive performance than Alabama did against USF. And I think that's what's like really should be concerning for people. Like, it's the fact that, like, when I explain to people just how bad it's gotten to be, it's not like, oh, we missed on a quarterback. Like, the quarterback thing is an issue, but you can fix that with a good offseason. It's the fact that this line is garbage. And not, like, kind of yep. garbage, like, objectionable, like, oh, I really don't know if they can – like, they couldn't block USF or, or South Florida. I don't, I don't know why I keep – they can block them. And it feels like a Bama team from, like – 2009 except without a running game which is a weird thing it's like if you had uh aj mccarran but also no running backs <laughs> it's just and no one like it's just inexplicable and what i don't get this is why when i tell people i don't like scouting or recruiting i don't trust those stars until they hit the campus this isn't like they're recruiting and drafting or, or bringing in two star linemen this is you're bringing in prime beef and getting out hamburgers You know, they, they, they are just what people thought was an anomaly against Texas because Texas is good. Yeah, do we turns know out, is Texas good? <laughs> no, that, so it turns out we don't know if Texas is good. <laughs> I'm really unclear as to say is Texas good. Like, I don't know because this is bad. Like, this is unsustainably bad. And I think what's really interesting is that like, you and I have talked for years about how um, Dabo were ruined the sport by overpaying all his assistants. Where, where I was in Bama, like, he was willing to let people come, and it was Nick Saban's home for wayward coaches, and he, like, fired he fired Nick's, or Lane Kiffin before a national title game. Like, it was just a lot of good coaches coming through there, and now it feels like he missed on a bunch of hires, like, all at once. And here we are. And for the uninitiated, I know a lot of chatter is, well, how can they fire Nick Saban? He did so much for them. 
Oh, you don't know these Alabama fans, buddy. Dog, they will fire that so fast. Oh my God, lose four games. Lose four games. Like, hold on, let's let's do. It. We're gonna. Okay, so let's. We're gonna skip ahead a little bit to the preview for next weekend. Uh, Ole Miss beat the dog shit out of Georgia Tech because, of course, they did. 48-23. They're going to Tuscaloosa this year. Or oh, is it is it at Tuscaloosa this week? Oh no, it's at Ole Miss. It's Ole Miss. It's got it. Yeah. No, it's at home. Oh my God. He could lose to two of his idiot adult sons in before the end of <laughs> September at home. My hand went to you my might, chest. My like just the Georgia game. Involuntary. Oh, don't, there's one thing. There's one thing. Bama faithful have nothing to worry about this year. You're not going to play Georgia. Don't worry. <laughs> You're not making it out of the last buddy. <laughs> like Ole Miss, they could very well lose to Ole Miss. This is a Bama team that's now 13th, first time outside of the top 10, I believe, since 2007, since I graduated college. Which ooh, that makes me want to vomit. Um, they could lose this game this weekend. They could lose to LSU. And the Auburn game is always weird. And I'm not, it's avoiding Tennessee. It's avoiding AM. Like they could lose three to four games and then they could fire Nick Saban. Like it, you, for those of you who have just been around and Bama was good, before they were good, they were fucking horrible because they would not commit to anyone who would not, who was like, it's going to take some time to win here. They're like, well, then leave. <laughs> there are only two types of coaches at Bama those who get statues and those who get around town, and you can be both of them. Uh, around the SEC, you can be. We're about to find out. Uh, Mizzou beat K State on a last second field goal, 61 yarder. Welcome to the SEC, Mizzou. That is a very SEC thing to do, beating a ranked team um, with a field goal. That sounds like fun. <laughs> All right. I'm here to talk about it. Let's get this over with. Georgia, South Carolina. I want to make one thing abundantly clear I hate both Tennessee and Florida more than I love Georgia. I hate South Carolina in a very different way because it's always a weird game. It's never fun. It's never exciting. It was a game that when Saban was there, or excuse me, when Spurrier was there, literally hurt my soul every every time it happened. I got married on a South Carolina-Georgia game game. I didn't plan to. They moved the schedule around. Um, but they did it. They won. They did fine. Um, it's just not fun. It's just I've realized that Georgia's in a place where it only hurts me now. And that's not fun at all. Speaking of teams that usually only hurt you, you did it, buddy. Florida, Tennessee. And then Tennessee started to fight if they lost. Like it, it was a perfect night for you, wasn't it? It was, but hold on, hold on, hold what? on. What? We are really You beat South Cat Okay. What? What do you want me to say? You want me excited? So this is where you are now. Congratulations. You've become the Bama fan. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know why I'm fine with that, Justin? I'm so glad you brought me back to this. You know why I'm fucking fine with that? Because Kirby Smart has hired all his buddies from 1994 and thought we wouldn't fucking notice. <laughs> like, when Kirby was doing all the, like, the next level football shit, like when they won the first title, it was like, that Dan Lanning defense, my God. And they got Dan Lanning the fuck out of there, and they brought in some guy, and then quietly before the title game last year, they brought in Muschamp to work as an advisor on the defense while his son's a fucking quarterback. Then, oh, look, you maximize uh, uh, fucking uh, Stetson. You're able to get a bunch out of some guy who's old enough to be a fucking dentist. Congratulations. Todd Monken, go to the NFL, and then do it with Lamar Jackson and see how good your offense works with actual fucking talent under center. Oh, no, oh, no, it's horrifying. Please make him stop scoring points on us. 
That's the sound of the rest of the NFL. And who do you replace him with? Mike fucking Bobo, who I spent the entirety of 2010 through about 2013 screaming about. Congratulations on getting the old spring break band back together. You think I'm kidding? They all played together at Georgia. Are team meetings just slideshows from Panama City 1995? I don't know. What I do know is this is going to be a fucking problem. Not in the regular season, though. <laughs> I guess the fun part of the rant is it ends with me saying not in the regular season. I hate can I talk about your game now? I can't even enjoy this anymore. Because like there, you. I'm not engaging with it. It's there. I'm furious at this team. But see, like you, I hate Georgia and Florida State and Tennessee more than I love Florida. Oh, I it's, hate It's so weird. Once you realize it, it's kind of freeing, honestly. Oh, and seeing Tennessee, <laughs> seeing them behave like petulant children. Oh, one, I know you loved that. Oh, I know you loved it. Well, one, seeing them be completely ineffective against what might be the worst Florida team I have seen in my life. And I saw the Rob Zucchini. Etienne's very good. He is a very good piece on a god-awful team. Graham Mertz wasn't terrible. That's me being super nice to Graham Mertz, by the way. That's the nice thing I've ever said about Graham Mertz. He was not terrible. That's a fact. If he passes over 200 yards in a game this year, it is a victory. No, it's not. It's a loss. It's a player from behind. It's a player from behind. There's no way. Oh, oh, you would think, right? You would think. <laughs> hey, man, look. If grammar, I didn't know. That's, ooh. I'll, we'll, you and I'll talk offline. We'll find something to bet because I don't think you can. I don't think under threat of violence he can pass 200 yards. Oh, let me see the rest of their conference. Let me see the rest of their schedule before I start making proclamations. All right. Char okay, he's got Charlotte this weekend. He can do it this weekend. That may be his last chance. We Vandy didn't, didn't Vandy beat y'all last year? Yes, they did. Let me we see a reminder for that. Let me see a reminder for that game. <laughs> Tama, we beat McNeese State passing yards 193. Damn! I was like, that was the one, right? <laughs> I... <laughs> This team is objectively bad, and Tennessee looked helpless against them. It was great. I love the fact that they finally like, Joe Milton's free. He's going to lose that huge arm. And it's like, oh, no, wait, our playbook is still built for Hendon Hooker. We don't run any of the routes that he's good at. Never mind. <laughs> that stuff we were excited to see him do, he's not going to do any of it. None of it. Not a lick of it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm, I am looking at this schedule. He is not passing 200 yards this year. No, he's not. No, no, no. This weekend, Charles, the best chance he's got. I got a question for you, seriously. I, like, I know you and I both hate Tennessee. How are you allowing him to overthrow people? I'm like, just run. Just run. <laughs> he, just run. Just, I, I, if, if, he, if he overthrows you, you're wrong. You're wrong. No. This is, that's, watching the ball hit the turf in front of players was nuts to me. I was like, wait, that's, whew. It's a horror. It's one. Of the, it's a, it's the reason your boy got drafted, and it's the same reason why he got hurt, Anthony Richardson, because yes. you can't look yes. at a talent and not draft him. And, 
and the Colts got the full Anthony Richardson experience week one. Not week two, week no. one, where it's the highs are really high and the lows, oh my God, you're like, oh, that's why Florida only won like six games. I the lows are, oh no, oh no, oh no, why is he doing that? Um, yes. Let's talk about this coming week in college football before we go to the NFL. If you dislike Trent Dilfer for any reason, for any reason whatsoever, ESPN 2, 7.30 p.m. UAB is coming to Athens. Kirby Smart's been looking for some get right. And I do believe he'll be getting right on Saturday. The line is 42 and 42 even. Don't bet on college kids. There's only one clip. I'll share it on my Instagram at dpalm66 when this uh, show drops. But there's one clip of me doing comedy that's out there. It's me doing my bit about not betting on college kids. And I'm so serious. Just don't do it. Like, don't gamble on these games. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan, don't gamble on that. You don't know. Florida State, Clemson, just watch that. That's going to be fun as shit. Because Florida State's supposed to be good and Clemson's supposed to be bad. But those games are weird. Obviously, you got 3.30 p.m. Oregon, Colorado. Ole Miss, Bama, also at 3.30. Which is getting the main screen in your house? Oregon, Colorado, or Ole Miss, Bama? See, the correct answer is Oregon, Colorado. That's going to be the more exciting game. But because I love schadenfreude, I'm watching Alabama, Ole Miss. So, because so that's going to be they, hilarious. Vegas disagrees. Oregon's favored by 21. Bama's favored by six and a half at home. I, one game has Deion Sanders, which is the draw, right? One yes. game has Nick Saban possibly murdering one of his assistants on the sideline in the middle of a game. Or has Lane Kiffin beating Nick Saban? <laughs> I just want to say it out loud. For the record, I'm watching the Saban game. I'm watching Saban versus Kiffin only because watching Bo Nix flourish in the West Coast is furious, is infuriating. It is watching them be like, oh, look, Bo Nix has figured it out. I'm like, motherfucker, I watched him for 12 years at Auburn. This, no, I know who Bo Nix is. I knew who Bo Nix was when Oregon came down to Georgia last year and got their teeth kicked in in the season opener. He's still that Bo Nix. Be ye not fooled. But Isn't that the most frustrating fun. shit in the world when you know that a player is bad and the rest of the world's like, no, he's great. You're like, wait a second. I watched this. I know what's happening here. Don't lie to me. I I lived in D.C. during the Kirk Cousins era. Oh, yes, I know exactly me. the phenomena you're describing. Wow. It's like living in Gainesville during uh, Tebow Mania. Uh, late night games. Here's the, the crown jewel of the day. Ohio State Notre Dame. Notre Dame thinks they got something with Sam Hartman. Maybe they do. I don't know if I believe it yet. They've yet to be really tested. Ohio State is favored by three points. That man plays receiver for Ohio State. Don't have something to say about it, but quarterback plays. I kind of give the edge to Notre Dame what I've seen so far. This is going to be a good fucking game. It is going to be entertaining. It's going to be good. Um, junior, I, I don't know if Notre Dame has an mm-hmm. answer for Junior. No. But does, does Ohio State have a quarterback and give him the ball consistently? Oh, there's the, there's the other question. He, there's your rub. Do you trust the quarterback play at, uh, at Ohio State? I know I don't. Um, another example of the Big Ten being a positive scheme, Penn State is hosting an Iowa team that 
is not very good. We all make fun of the Brian Ferris thing is a running gag, and they're 24th in the nation. So when Penn State wins this game at home as a 15-point favorite during a whiteout, which to do every year, which I always think is weird, they're going to get credit for beating a ranked team. No one's going to be like, oh, but it was Iowa. It's just going to be they beat a ranked team. Just want to, I don't want that to be put out there. Um, Heisman Watch, Michael Penix is playing at 1030 uh, on ESPN. I'll be watching that until I fall asleep on the couch. That's all fair, I think. That all felt fair. You ready to go to NFL? Let's do it. I have a stat for you that's going to sound outrageous. Do you know Bill Belichick's record when he does not have Tom Brady under center? Without Tom Brady under center, I can't give you exact wins and losses. Okay. I'm going to say the percentage. Perfect. 50% win percentage. 79 and 89. Damn. Damn. That was a really good reaction. I say that to say this. On Sunday night, when the boy genius is coming to Foxborough and everyone's upset and everyone, they got Tim McGraw ringing a bell for some reason. Is he from Boston? Who knows? Anyway, when that game ends, at the end of it, as it's all winding down, you're watching this vaunted Dolphins attack, it largely stymied. You watch the Patriots block a kick from something I've never seen before. And you watch the Patriots marching, and all you know is he's going to fail because Tom Brady would have succeeded. And that's all you've got in your heart and your soul. It's all you can feel. It's all that's true. And it's the weirdest thing to get this public referendum on a coach that quickly and that loudly. I love it. I love football. God, I love football. Um, Another story from last week I want to talk. Go ahead. Well, so hold on. Is it that Tom Brady would have succeeded or we know Mac Jones will fail? No. Mac Jones is playing fine. Like, Mac Jones, like, watching him Sunday night, I was like, oh, this is a different quarterback than last year. This is a better quarterback than last year. Part of the fact that he's got an actual offensive fucking coordinator, not, I believe it was Matt Patricia. <laughs> it was Matt Patricia. I, I believe Matt Patricia was calling the plays last year. Like, he's got Bill O'Brien. He's got an actual coach back there. Like, this, a guy who, I well, believe. Well, well. No, he coaches the fucking offense. Jalen Hurts <laughs> and Tua, both are Bill O'Brien guys at Bama. Fair. Fair. He can fair. coach you. I'm not saying he's a great football. He can coach you some fucking offense. And guess what? It's not Matt Patricia. Like, I, I can't stress, like, the level of step up to even competent from Matt Patricia last year. So, like, I don't think he's the problem. I think it's the fact that, like, they've got a problem in, in New England, and it's the offense, but not for the reasons that, like, I think so. Like, defensively, holding that offense to, what, 24 points? It's a pretty good day in the offense. Yeah. That's a good day at the office. He took away the deep ball from them. Cool. They, the deep ball from uh, Tyreek, cool. Raheem Mustard ran for a bunch of yards, show how versatile that offense is. Mike McDaniel's more impressive for me was Mike McDaniel out-dueling a guy, but I think that Belichick didn't have the weapons to, to compete with him. And it was still a good game. I just think that it's super interesting that this guy's a sub-Dave Wanset coach when he doesn't have Tom Brady. That's interesting to me. Uh, last week, also off, off the field, uh, the Chiefs paid Patrick Mahomes. Now, this is somewhere between keeping up with the Joneses and keeping your guy happy and saying, oh, this is money you've been owed, but I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they made the move to, to make sure he's made whole. And uh, 
I don't know. This is a lesson for anyone who's just listening in the world. Justin, when someone asks you a question ever, particularly one that's designed to antagonize you, the worst thing you can do is say their name back at them. They asked Brandon Staley how it was in the locker room after the game, after they lost that game this weekend, which, oh, God damn, the Chargers are terrible. And he said, not great, Josh. <laughs> and then went on this diagram. Oh, he's was furious. Like, oh, that's a man drowning. That's a human being drowning in his own failures. Because whatever you think the problem is in, with the Chargers, there's a problem. They've blown 10 fourth quarter leads in the last two years. That's a problem. And it's not going to get solved by pretending it's not one. Uh, for those of you who were confused about the double Monday night games last week, get comfortable. Those are about to happen a bunch uh, with the writer's strike, meaning they need more live content and want more live content than the one you already paid for. You're going to keep putting one game on ESPN, it looks like, and putting another Monday night game on ABC or simulcasting if they're just the one game, essentially going back to the oldest model of a Monday night football putting on ABC every night or every Monday night over the airwaves. Uh, anything in football you want to talk about? Anything in the NFL caught your ear this week? So, two things that caught my attention in the NFL. One, Arthur Smith has realized, oh, hey, I have B. John Robinson. That's neat. You saw me trying to actively avoid this, right? Look, th this is shared pain for the both of us because I, I watch Arthur Smith with I'm Derek not in Henry. Pain. I'm just annoyed. <laughs> if you're annoyed, imagine how Kyle Pitts feels. I can't even I can't even enjoy like I walk here from the Falcons from like a principled level, also like a stop ruining my weekend level. And now you're telling me that the most exciting player in football for the last probably five years is going to be a Falcon for the foreseeable future. And they're going to mismanage like I can I can tell you what's gonna happen. And that knowledge isn't comforting at all. Hard. I mean, you have the blueprint. You saw it in Tennessee. Like, exactly what happened in Tennessee is going to happen here. Kyle Pitts is so <laughs> goddamn good at football. And for them to not find a way to get him the ball. I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm about to. Nick Chubb <laughs> is why what they're about to do in Atlanta is a bad idea. Because now, in Cleveland, they're going to have to show that this investment in this asshole was a bad one. And they're going to show it expeditiously. Couldn't happen to a worse guy. Good. Yep, good luck, Groper Cleveland. That's pretty good. Grover Cleveland, I like that. Um, let's do this Can't now. Take let's go. For it. That was little brother. Nah, 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 nah. Take credit. It's fine. No one cares. It's it's 2023. There's no there's no accountability anymore. Um, let's do this real quick. Let's go through the games for the week going up and talk about kind of you know what we expect to see out of them. The Giants visiting the Niners. Giners are a 10 point favorite. Did you know Brock Purdy has not lost a football game yet? Brock Purdy is a very interesting case because my eyes watch him and I'm like, okay, he's average. Like he's not, he is not Joe Burrow. He is not Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's not last year's Joe Burrow. I don't know what this incarnation of Joe Burrow is. Like he's not a top tier. He's good. He's decent. Like I watch him, 
and then I hear people talk about him, and I I feel like I feel like I am Alice in Wonderland falling down the hole where nothing makes sense anymore. Puka Nakua, I believe that's his name, the young man out in uh, the Rams who's setting the world on fire with these receiving yards. I say his name in reference to Brock Purdy because there is a class of offensive play caller in this league who on paper say there are routes you can't cover physically. The limitations of it's like um they've got the spin rate down in baseball now that we're like pitchers are throwing harder and faster and more more motion than ever before. They've found the outer limits of human ability. They've done that with football too. The question is, is your quarterback, one, trainable enough to know your nuances, and two, accurate enough to do what you ask? The accuracy question has yet to come up for Brock Purdy. I question how tenable these systems are because there will come a time when you'll need someone to go be out-athlete this thing. We'll have to see if they're rubber at the road, but again, Kyle Shanahan's proven he's an idiot. So any faith that he's just uh, he's got this, that's crazy and misplaced. Speaking of crazy and misplaced, Sunday afternoon, the Tennessee Titans are visiting the Cleveland Browns. Browns are here by three and a half. Justin, you're a resident Titans expert. Tell me why they're going to cover the three and a half. Oh, because often our offense is horrible, but our defense will keep things close and ugly. So, yeah. That, that, that is that that is a manageable expectation, and Cleveland doesn't have an offense anymore. So that, that is <laughs> that's the real answer. Nick shoves me. <laughs> For the record, I also want to just shout out to me. I've yet to see it. Do not send me. You fucking weirdos. Don't send me. But I've yet to see it. I've avoided the last few catastrophic injuries. I missed Tamar Hamlin dying on the field because I was like reading a book or something. Like I just didn't see it. Um, yeah. And shout out to them for deciding not to rerun it a thousand times. So when I did come back to that game, I didn't have to see it. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can keep avoiding that for the rest of my life. Uh, one o'clock kick, Falcons visiting the Lions, three-point favorites for the Lions. Take the Falcons. Why not? Why not? Because they're the Falcons. That's why. Motherfucker, it's the Lions. <laughs> that's my counterpoint. Don't bet on this game. These are, two, these are two snake bit franchises. Don't bet on this game. Uh, the Saints, who just won on Monday night, are going to visit um, Jordan Love. And the Packers at 1 p.m., two-point favorite for the Pack. I would take the Saints. That didn't feel right. The Saints beat the Panthers and the Titans. I am taking the Packers. All right. Jordan Love looks good. Jordan Love looks good. And you know who doesn't look good? The Saints. Like, even even in the games they've won, they have not looked good. The defense looks good. The defense looks good. The offense is – I think the offense is weird this year because, like, not having the fourth preseason game, essentially these mm. first two weeks felt like preseason. And okay. maybe that's me covering for, like, believing in Joe Burrow. But, like, <laughs> that's where I am right now. Uh, 1 p.m., Dolphins are hosting the Broncos. Dolphins are favored by 6.5. I say take the Dolphins, but not because of Russell or Sean Payton or that offense. It was pointed out this week by Rex Ryan, who did not get hired for the defensive coordinator job in Denver and likes to bring it up a lot. Um, Denver's averaging the highest points per possession in the league. Week one, they only had six possessions. The problem isn't the offense. The 
problems is the defense can't get the ball back and can't get off the goddamn field. So that was an interesting read on that, those stats. I think the Dolphins are the cream of the – I think this is the best team in the AFC so far. They have two legit always open targets. And, and then Raheem Jim- Mostert. <laughs> yes. Like if Jalen Waddle doesn't drop, what, those three catches? Yeah. So, and to, to uh, I, I would like a written apology – from everyone that told me that Justin Herbert is better than Tua. At what? <laughs> Let's see with him. Speaking of at what, two at what teams? The Chargers visiting the fucking Vikings. This should not oh, be used yes. by anyone. The line is zero, Justin. Who's going to fail the most is the question that's been presented to us by these lines. Wait, what time is the game? 1 p.m. So it's, it's okay. Vikings are gonna win. Yeah, I'm saying early day Kirk. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, uh, buddy in uh, L.A. I keep putting him in San Diego. He uh, he doesn't have a time. He's just not going. He don't have he don't have it in him. And it sounds weird to say, but it's true. He don't have it. And like, I watch him. You can see the talent is there. You can see the capability to be him is there. It's just when you need him to be him, he he takes three sacks in a row. I refuse. I'm I am no. Uh-uh. You, I'm I'm treating Justin Herbert like I would a five star recruit. Motherfucker, prove it. <laughs> Motherfucker, I was a five star. Prove it. Do something then. Go win a game. Don't lose a game in like, spite of. Go win a fucking game. Like he's they, good. He's good they... on a team that needs him to be great. How about that? That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Like th- that Dolphins game, they lost. They're like, oh, the defensive pressure. No, he held on to the ball too long. Like that was not a re- relentless which is, passion. Which, 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 by the way, is the biggest problem at Colorado that no one talks about is the fact that the O line isn't very good and that motherfucker holds on that ball so fucking long. Ooh, this Oregon game might be ugly. Um, the Patriots are visiting the Jets. Patriots <laughs> favored by two and a half. Looking to get their first one of the season. Did you see this motherfucker Aaron Rodgers say he's trying to come back for January? I'm sure he is. He says I'm that sure we're he gonna is. try bet against me. We're gonna be trying new and un and 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 experimental treatments. It sounds like Horsey Warmer and Joe Dr. Joe Rogan presiding. That's what it sounds like. You got, he has to know that's what it sounds like, right? He has to know. Like no one's that lack of self awareness. No one. Yeah. Yes. I'm t- he is football Kyrie Irving. Yes. <laughs> I can't prove he's not. Um, the Bills are visiting the commies. Bills are favored by six and a half. Josh Allen, look, that this is it. That last week is the problem. When I explain to you that this is the dude who does all the silly shit, and then you're like, well, look at last week. Like, yeah, he does that too. That's the problem. That's why y'all can't evaluate this motherfucker fairly. That's why you spend all offseason believing the local hype on your team and lo and behold, you're the fucking Giants. The Raiders were told they were going to be good this year with Jimmy goddamn Garoppolo. Who why, who lied to you? The only hope I've seen so far, honestly, looking at that game was get James Cook for 123. That's how you – yes, 
I'm fine with that. Get him some yard. Get Josh. What Josh Allen rushing yard trouble? Josh Allen rushed three times for seven yards. That's sustainable. The question now is, are he or the coaching staff disciplined enough to stick with it? Oh, we already have the answer to that question. <laughs> the answer is no. But they're playing a very good Washington Commanders team, 2-0. Um, the defense, I don't know if the enemy's turned that offense around yet. That defense is horrifying. Defense is horrifying. Chase Young is so good at football. Shouldn't be fair. Uh, Houston's going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's favored by 9.5. Jacksonville's good. I, I want your old coach arrested on war crimes. Like, the more I watch Jacksonville play, I'm like, oh, they're great. What are we doing here? How does Eric Meyer, Meyer blow this? And then I see him, like, flirting with some co-ed on the big noon Saturday set. Oh, that's how. Just to be who you are, people. Like, the hiding is what makes you feel ill and sick inside. Indianapolis Colts, looks like they're starting Gardner Minshew, Minshew against the Ravens, who are favored by seven and a half. Your boy. Low. Your boy. He is so This good. is why we sit, people. Right? This is oh, why we say. I thought, I thought you were talking about Lamar. No, yes, Anthony no. Richardson. This is exactly why you said Anthony Richardson. This is why you don't play him with rookies. I mean, I we have. People... The, the Texans have done this with David Carr. They got Sean Watson hurt. I am afraid for what happens to C.J. Stroud. Hey, man, C.J. Stroud looked good so far, but they threw his ass out to the Wolves, man. <laughs> I'm like, so, hey. since I've been in high school, the Texans O-line has been garbage. Like, just unequivocally <laughs> garbage. Since the Texans been the Texans, they haven't been able to put together an offensive line. <laughs> they, they, got got Derek Carr. they got Derek Carr's big brother right out the league. <laughs> That's David Carr from Fresno State. They whooped his ass. The Texans O-line is so bad that the consensus around that team was, yeah, it wasn't his fault. Do you know how bad an offensive line For has to be? For everyone to agree. For everybody. Yeah, I went on him. But yeah. So I'm worried um, for CJ Stroud. I'm worried for CJ. I'm worried for Anthony Richardson. Um, Gardner Minshew. Good luck, because y'all finna get Ravens. I'm giving Todd Monken an actual quarterback is not a fun like you've seen the monkey offense like how he can be multiple when he puts stetson bennett in space and scares you you gave him lamar there is a play the the zay flowers bomb right when i watched it i was like zay flowers was the third option on this play jesus christ I want the Ravens. What to are we doing? Too. I want the Ravens to fail so badly, so Monken has to go back to Georgia and can depose Bobo. Do you know what Bobo's job was before this job? What? OC at South Carolina. You know what was before that? What? Head coach at Colorado State. Oh Jesus. Yeah, he left the Georgia OC job years ago to take that job. I think when they fired Rick. And now he's back because Kirby's got to have the guys he loves. I hate this. I'm telling you how this is gonna end. I'm. This is not a. This is not a prediction. This is a fucking spoiler. 
ends with me yelling, why did you have to get the entire crew back together? If you played if you played sports in Athens, Georgia between 1993 and 1996, you too could have a spot on this on the staff. God damn. Four o'clock games. Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks here by six. Give me the Seahawks. I don't this Panthers thing. I don't like it. I've seen too much of it. Yeah, they they as a unit, they don't look good. They have bright spots like Brian Burns, amazing, but uh they, they do not look good. I, I, we're going to skip the second game. Let's go back to it. Cardinals hosting the Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by 12. The Cardinals, <laughs> who threw the lot, second half of that game last week against the Giants. Like, it was – that was the coach saying, I can coach. You don't want me to coach, and that's fine. But I need you to see that I can coach. With I Josh am not Dobbs, the problem. With Josh Dobbs stunting on these motherfuckers. I'm like, yo, man, that's a good-ass coach. <laughs> And then it's like, all oh, right, to, we want Caleb Williams. Let's. Uh... He wants to keep his job. That's a good ass coach, man. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it, it, oh. it was. We still want Caleb Williams, right? Because uh, I don't trust that New York won't draft him if they have that pick. They they just what paid Danny Jones Dimes. Not and you know how cheap Danny rookie Dimes. quarterbacks are. You know how cheap rookie quarterbacks are. All right, let's talk about the other 4 o'clock game. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs hosting the uh, Chicago Bears, 12-and-a-half favorite Chiefs. We're going to take the Chiefs as a podcast. There's a resignation today. Um, Alan Williams, defensive coordinator, resigned from the Bears. Uh, there's a lot. I'm recording this 6.30 on Wednesday, September 20th. There's a lot a lot of rumblings about what's happening with him. And I don't engage in rumors and hearsay or whatnot, but I will say this. If the rumors are true, um, his statement of resigning to focus on health is really upsetting. And I'll talk to you after the podcast. We'll talk, I'll tell you what I've heard. Um, but, I mean, you can Google it. Uh, it's out there. I'm not going to, again, truck in rumors. But, yeah, it's not great, and I hope for everyone involved that um, we get some light into this, good, bad, or ugly, and get some uh, ideas on what's going on there. Because apparently they raided his house, they raided Howell's Hall, um, all bad stuff. I remember, last time we heard about someone getting raided, it was the OC for Michigan, and that story just went away. So maybe we should keep pages on this one. Uh, Raiders in the oh. – all right, Sunday night, go be with your families. Um, enjoy. A nice walk outside. Maybe cook some s'mores over a fireplace. Do not watch Steelers at Raiders. Don't do it. You know what you should do? Go binge winning time. Go watch all of it. Don't watch this game. Raiders are favored by two and a half. These teams are garbage. And I'm mad at the NFL for making me watch them. Monday night, Eagles are going to Tampa Bay. Eagles are favored by five. Your boy's back, baby. Justin, your boy's back. Ooh, not Kyle. Kyle riding that pine. Baker, baby. Yeah. 2-0 Baker Mayfield, baby. Confident Baker Mayfield, baby. Look, and this is what, like, I you don't joke about sometimes, but, like, confidence goes a long fucking way. Stetson Bennett was not the most physically talented quarterback in the world. That motherfucker with confidence is all hell, especially that second year, that second title. Like, confident will carry you. And having Mike Williams on the other end of it helps, too. I'm taking the Eagles because I think they're going to figure out the A.J. Brown problem. 
they figure out against the Bucks. And last but certainly not least, I guess kind of least, the Rams and the Bengals, the late Monday night game. Bengals favored by two and a half because they're refusing to give up on uh, Joe Burrow as well. He's hurt. Like, this is an injury. This is a problem. He's hurt. Well, you know what? No, just full stop there. He's hurt. Like, I, He's I, hurt. I, can't, I can't say they anything built, else. They built a machine hurt. that's opinion on this one piece, and the one piece is like, actually, I'm hurt. Yeah. And that no, sucks. It, it, it sucks. And, again, we, we, we talked about the Texans breaking their toys consistently. Maybe when you had a chance to draft one of the best O-line prospects we've seen, instead of getting the flashy wide receiver, who's really good and, like, actually worth it. Yes, Jamar Chase so is like, really is good. Like, I'd, feel, I'd feel better making this argument if the receiver thing hadn't worked out. <laughs> oh, I can, I can still make the argument because, yeah, the receiver thing worked out. Also, Joe Burrow is running for his life and he can't run anymore. That, that calf is not look good. He uh, looks really banged up, and uh, I hope they can get right because it's been more fun when they were good, and we need someone besides the Dolphins to challenge Mahomes in the AFC. Justin, thank you for joining me, man. Tell everyone where they can find you and your musings on life and the world. Uh, you can find me and my musings on life and the world on the Bird app, uh, LJ90, I guessed on ADD Space, and yeah, that is where we are for the time being. Eventually, Three Fifths Pod will come back, but we're being parents. We're enjoying the time away, but we'll be back eventually. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna do stuff this fall. Uh, Chris is gonna get back in the swing of things. Hopefully, by this time next month, we'll have a uh, playing dead ready for Spider Man Two. Um, oh, I know yeah. we're both camping at the bit for that one. But uh, that's going to be it for this week. We're going to be back next week, hopefully with the two shows again. If not, you're gonna get the one super size show like you did just now. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.